welcome back to What the Hell in Higher Ed. I am Leah Berger, the host of this podcast, and let's just go ahead and jump into it and continue on with this podcast with our overall theme of mindfulness, self-care, all the goodness that comes with taking care of yourself. Um, I think this summer is a great opportunity for us to dive a little bit deeper into the concept of mindfulness and self-care, taking care of ourselves because we have more time. Well, at least hopefully we have more time to um, kind of reset and recharge, which is the perfect segue into talking about the latest blog post from Lauren Drogo. Um, She is a residence director at the University of Indianapolis, and um, her blog post for May May, um, talked about the concept of recharging. She used an analogy of a cell phone when describing the recharge process for ourselves. Um, So we plug ourselves in, we get that charge, we get ourselves to 100% and we can keep going. Um, Sometimes we aren't able to give our best effort when we're not at 100%. Our apps are slower. We can't type emails as fast, things like that. We love, love all of these puns regarding the cell phone and recharging ourselves. Um, But some, some of us, I think, are really good at keeping ourselves charged. We keep our phones at 100%, while others kind of just wait until there's barely enough and then they're either scrambling to find an outlet or maybe they have a portable little charging pack with them. Um, yes, there's a lot of puns here going on with the recharging in the cell phone, but I do really like this analogy and I really do like this concept because if you're anything like me, you often let the charge on your phone go for a long time. Um, and maybe it's just because you're busy, you forget about it, but you might wait until the 30%, 20% um, threshold before you actually plug in and get your phone charging again. But I think the analogy is important because we rely on our phones to do a lot of essential applications, to run a lot of essential applications, email, making phone calls, text, things like that. Um, and in order to use those essentials efficiently, our phone has to be charged. Um, there's plenty of times where you're typing an email, maybe for some reason the app boots you out because you're at 10% and it's not really sure what to do. Um, but that happens, that can happen when your phone's not charged. And I think it's the exact same thing. It's like a very similar thing when it comes to us and our well-being. We have these different essentials that make up our well-being. That could be our mental and emotional and physical health, perhaps spiritual well-being if that's something you're incorporating into your life. But these are essentials to our daily living. If we aren't taking care of these specific aspects of ourselves, if we aren't charged in these specific areas, we can't operate the essentials. Um, And that's why I think this analogy is a very fitting analogy. And I think it's important to talk about, especially during the summer, because we have time to relax now and we have time to recharge, but we can take advantage of it in a way where we're recharging ourselves efficiently. We're not just recharging ourselves so we can watch binge Netflix or take a bath, you know, take a bubble bath, those kinds of concepts with recharging, those things that typically come with self-care. I wanted to talk about specific things that we can do in the middle of the summer that are going to make us more efficient for that next year, for the fall, because we all know it's going to get busy again. So the first thing I'd like to talk about is vacation days. I think this might just be more salient for me because I'm just finishing up my first full year as a full-time professional and I realized that this year I struggled 
pretty badly with using my vacation days. I had a lot of vacation days left over and I was thinking to myself, well, I don't know when I would have been able to take any of these vacation days or flex time if applicable. Um, if your supervisor encourages flex time, definitely take advantage of that. Um, it's, a it's a really, really great use of your time and to take some days off without taking vacation days. But vacation days, I have found not just within myself, but with talking with other hired professionals that they're often difficult to use because we always think that we can never take vacation, that there's never, there's never a good time to take vacation. And one thing that's helped me as I've planned for my next vacation days coming up is there's will never be a good time to take vacation. That is true. There's always work to be done. There's always work that we can be doing in higher education and a lot of jobs. I think it's just making the decision when you're going to take a break from that work. How long are you going to wait until you inevitably have to take vacation? How long are you going to wait? And I think we sometimes wait to the very last second. We wait until our battery is at 0% and they're like, okay, let's take a vacation. And that can be helpful. Sometimes when you're, you're down to the wire, taking a vacation really does just recharge you right up to 100%. What I think can be a little bit problematic about that though is your vacation is no longer a additive to your recharge experience. It's what you rely on to recharge. And not everyone can rely on vacation days to recharge themselves. So how can we be more proactive so our vacation day isn't our lifeline? So I would say that's one of the biggest things is planning out your vacation days early, even if you're like, well, I don't know. I don't know what my plans are going to be. Taking a couple random Fridays or Mondays off can really take your phone from a 45% to a 100% and you don't even realize and you didn't even realize it was going to be that helpful but it it can do that for sure. So I think definitely using vacation days is a really 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 good way to just recharge and not wait until the last minute to take them. In addition to vacation days, I think the summer is a really good time to establish your routine or reestablish a routine. So when I say a routine, I mean what does your typical day look like? starting from 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 7 a.m., I don't know, maybe 5 a.m. if you get up to the time that you go to bed. What is, What are those various things that you do that you always do in the middle of the week? What does your morning look like? How do you get yourself going in the day? Are you rushed? Are you a slow riser? Um, how do you monitor your behavior or how can you monitor your behavior in the mornings, afternoons, evenings to see where you may need an additional charge, so to speak? Um, are you keeping track of those days that you feel super, super rushed or super exhausted? I think routines can be a very good way of combating feeling exhausted because when we stick with a routine, like we always, we always make our bed in the morning. We always brush our teeth in the morning. Maybe you always have um, a cup of coffee and you read for at least 15 minutes in the morning before you start your work. I think those little things, those, those little things that make up a routine are very helpful to keeping us to keeping us grounded in the middle of the week. So when things are going crazy, when things are a little bit exhausting, you know you at least you made your bed that day. At least you had your 15 minutes of drinking coffee and reading your book. And I think the thing about routines though is that it's important to make them non-negotiable. So 
maybe we have some late nights and maybe, yeah, you're going to be really tired the next day, but you know that coffee and that book is what helps you feel so good about moving your day forward. So routines, I believe, need to be non-negotiables. They need to be things that even when we have super, super busy weeks, we can do those things so we don't run our battery down to 0%. So that's something that I think is really important to think about, thinking about your routine. What does it look like? How does it feel? Are you using your routine as a way to keep yourself recharged? Do you have a routine? The summer is a great time to kind of reprogram yourself, so to speak, when it comes to that kind of thing. So definitely think about your routine. I think it's also important to keeping track of the days you feel exhausted or keeping track of the days that you feel successful or both. Um, If you are a lot more exhausted than you are feeling successful about your work and you're noticing those days, maybe that is a sign that you need to start recharging sooner. I think sometimes we can go till Wednesday and be completely exhausted and ask ourselves, well, it's only Wednesday, it's only Wednesday. And then you look at what you did on Monday and Tuesday and you realize, well, no wonder you're exhausted. You've completed 10, 15 projects in just two days. And that can happen a lot, especially with things that are typical for us higher ed professionals. For higher ed professionals, there are certain busy months, busy weeks that are just typical for us. And we don't even realize that we are kind of running ourselves dry until the week is over. So keeping track of those days that you feel exhausted because then you might catch on earlier rather than too late of when you're feeling exhausted and you can recharge. One word that I've been using for myself, it's kind of a funky word, is reprogramming. Um, Is reprogramming myself when it comes to my work. Your first year, if you're an entry-level professional like I am, just finished up my uh, first full-time job first year I mean first year in the full-time job and you're in the middle of big changes you you might have to completely redefine your work ethic and that's okay you may have a strong work ethic work ethic already but that first year can make you feel like oh my gosh I have zero work ethic I don't even know I don't even know how how do I even check in a student how do I even do how do I do any of these things and it can be diminishing to your confidence But I think it's important to realize is that that first year in a job, and I don't know a lot of people in their first year, their first full-time job in higher ed that feel like they have everything down like perfectly or feel like, yeah, it was, it was hard, but it was okay. It was fine. That first year, you're often figuring so much stuff out that it's very difficult for you to even understand what your work ethic is or how well you work. You kind of have to recenter yourself and think about, okay, so how do I... How did, how did I do this in the first place? How did I wake up and motivate myself to go to the office? Um, and I think that's really important to think about. So think about your work ethic. What do you like about it? What worked for you that first year? Maybe it's not your first year, maybe it's your fifth year, but what's worked and how can you, how can you modify it a little bit in the summer so when a new year comes along, you can enter into it full throttle and feel really, really comfortable with, with your work ethic. Because I would say that is that is definitely the most confidence-shaking thing for me is feeling like, oh my gosh, I don't even have a work ethic anymore, which we all, we have a work ethic. It's just kind of redefining it. So taking advantage of the summer and using that time to maybe establish a routine and establish what you want your work to look like. Maybe it's not going into the office from nine to five every day. Maybe it's an 8.30 to 4.30. Maybe it's a 10 to six. Maybe... 
um, you can coordinate with your supervisor to have a day every week where you're off campus and you're getting work done at a coffee shop. Maybe that's what your work ethic is in the middle of the week. Um, I think that's important to redefine. Definitely important to redefine if you're not feeling super stable with how your work ethic is. But how do we sustain this charge? So we have a lot of great ideas, right, of how we can keep ourselves recharged. We have vacation. We have a routine. Reprogramming, redefining your work ethic. But how do we sustain this? And I would say the biggest thing is just making a plan and sticking with it. Even if the plan is as simple as, okay, I'm going to have a routine this time. And every day during the work week, I'm going to wake up at 9 a.m. and I'm going to stretch for five minutes. Maybe that is the only change you make, but it makes a huge difference. How are you going to make that plan and how are you going to stick with it? I think it's important to ask friends, family, colleagues, supervisors to keep us accountable. Um, Or you might thrive with autonomy. So maybe you don't need someone to constantly be keeping you accountable, but maybe you need strict guidelines for yourself. I would say the biggest thing is trying not to change your innate behaviors. I have this tendency... Um, I have this tendency to tell a lot of people about things that I'm excited about. So if I'm making a new plan and I want, I want people to know about it, I like accountability. I will tell a few people and I'll say, okay, this is what I'm doing. Like, I just want you to know that I'm doing it. I'm very excited about it. Can you help me stay accountable? The thing is in the past, I would say, Leah, like you should just get better with working with autonomy. You don't have to tell everybody. Well, That might be true, but if it's genuinely helpful for me to talk to other people about it in a way that's reasonable, I should go with that innate behavior instead of just being like, I'm not going to tell anybody and I'm only going to work with this autonomy that I have and I'm I'm not going to let anybody know about this because I have to be super successful. And I, you know what I mean? We, We try to change all these aspects about our personalities because we think we need to do that in order to have a successful plan, but you don't need to do that going with your innate behaviors. Maybe you need to talk to multiple people about it. Maybe you are really great with autonomy and you should go with that and you don't need to talk to a lot of people about it. Maybe mornings aren't your great time. Maybe you you suck at handling mornings and you're like, okay, well, maybe that means you work a little bit later at night and then you don't get up as early if you're Um, office allows that kind of routine. I just think it's important that when we're changing our routines, we're trying to figure out what can sustain our charges. We don't go against our innate behaviors. We work with them and we can see if our behaviors are healthy and if they can actually help us sustain a charge. I also think it's super important to know when to say no to things that you might think will recharge you, but they really won't. So for example, if you're an extrovert, maybe hanging out, well, maybe not even this isn't even an extrovert quality, but if you want to hang out with friends after work and you want to get a beer, maybe every other week that would be great and that would be super helpful for you and it would be very relaxing. But maybe you need that extra hour or two of sleep. And so you're thinking to yourself, oh, but a beer sounds super good and super relaxing. I love being around my friends. Yeah, that can be really relaxing. But if it's in the middle of a busy week, maybe you actually need to sleep. That would actually be a recharge rather than hang out with your friends with that beer because you're actually doing something that's going to help you sustain that charge and you're not going to feel as overwhelmed at the end of the week because you got that extra sleep. These are very, very simple and practical things and they may seem like common sense even just listening to them like, okay, well, yeah, that's super practical. Anybody can do that. But 
I think they are super, super helpful. It's important that we understand what fills our charge, what empties our charge, and what we need to do to keep our charge full for the essentials. What are those little things we can do so when we're getting down to 30%, we can knock it up 15% to 45%. We can knock it up to 75%. Those little things make a really, really big difference. I think, too, going from the concept of recharging, it's the summer, being mindful, things can get a little bit stressful. You you finished up a year and you're realizing, gosh, I don't really know, I don't even really know what, why I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing right now. And that might sound a little bit daunting and that might sound a little bit, yeah, that might sound a little intense, a little bit daunting. But I think it's important that we focus on the why of what we're doing in our work in order to effectively recharge ourselves. And and this goes off of um, the blog post that Nicole just posted recently for the month of June. And she ran, she referenced Simon Sinek um, and his golden circle concept um, in order to understand the why of what you are doing in, on, in your daily life. It doesn't necessarily have to apply for work. So the why is in the middle, which is in, then surrounded by the how, and then the what. One of the main points of this concept um, that I appreciate is that it's, it's to encourage professionals to change their thinking about their work and point it towards something greater than just the goal of getting something done in a day. Um, I, it also encourages professionals to change their thinking about traditional work systems. So think about, you probably have heard the phrase before, well, we've always done it this way, why change now? And when you're not thinking about the why of what you're doing, you constantly just do the same system over and over and over again because that's, it's worked. At least you think it's working, and so that's what you, why you've done it. In our work, we can get really caught up in these systems, in these processes, though, and these conflicts that we are addressing that we sometimes forget why we are even doing it. Um, I think the easy answer, the easy generic answer in, in higher education is, um, well, it's for the students, of course. Um, But our work is more than just students. The work that we do affects more than just students. For some, that might be the why of their work. And that could be their driving force of how they get out of bed every day of like, I am just there for the students. But for others, maybe higher ed simply is a paycheck for now. And maybe that is, maybe that is what they're, what's motivating them. Both reasons aren't inherently good or bad. The point of all of this and how it goes off of our topic of recharging, I think sometimes we find ourselves not taking the time to recharge because we haven't found our purpose in our work. Because we feel like, well, if I recharge, then I'm not figuring this out. And well, I I don't really want to take time off because I'm not really doing this work in a way that I feel like I should be more passionate. I should be this. We, We get bogged down thinking that higher education should be our great, great, great purpose. And for some of us, like I've said, maybe maybe that is what it is. But for others, it isn't. And similar to what I was saying earlier, if being in higher education isn't something that is going to fuel you for 20 years, but it can fuel fuel you for the next year, then maybe that's a good enough why. Maybe, Maybe that's all you need. We ask ourselves why are we not motivated? And I think it's because we sometimes haven't found that grand reason that gets us out of bed in the morning. Um, So I think it's important to ask ourselves, what is my driving passion? What is pushing me to stay that extra hour hour at work? 
why do I care, so to speak? I think a lot of individuals, a lot of professionals in higher education have very specific reasons of why they are in it. But I do think that the weeks that things get really, really, really bogged down, we forget our purpose in our work. And we forget like, oh wait, me staying up this late is like me staying up this late for this program is making an effect on these is like has a positive effect on these RAs like these RAs have the support they need to make this program be successful um and I think that in itself has a greater impact than we realize and it's important that we're being mindful of these moments right because the more we realize the greater impact the small small decisions our work has on the bigger picture the easier it's going to be to get out of bed in the morning, the more passion you're going to have. But as I said earlier, not everybody in higher education and residence life has the same passion for the same types of type of things. Not everything, the thing that gets Sally out of bed in the morning isn't the same thing that's going to get Jim out of bed in the morning. And I think it's important to realize that, especially during the busy months, especially during the months where maybe you're even job searching and you're starting to compare yourself to other people. Don't do that. Don't compare yourself to other people because everybody has a different why in their work. I think ultimately, in these next summer months, it's going to be important to re-examine the why of why we do things the way we do and how we can recharge ourselves to accomplish the why. Um, This is something I think is really important. I think it's going to be a really good summer for higher ed professionals to re-establish their work ethics, to recharge, and, and to realize that Yeah, sometimes we don't use all of our vacation days and it's really frustrating, but that doesn't mean you can't take advantage of opportunities to recharge now. That doesn't mean that you have lost your purpose in your work. It's just a time to recuperate and to re-examine what it's like being a higher ed professional in the summer. So I hope you enjoyed this kind of this double podcast talking about recharging and the why of our work. Um, We'll have another podcast again in the month of July. Um, And until then, um, you can listen to the last podcast, the intro into the mindfulness um, theme that we have for this podcast um, and have a fantastic week, a fantastic 4th of July holiday, and we'll see you next time.